after the election, a, a small group of people brought together a group of reds, you know, people who are lean conservative with a group of blues, people who are or lean liberal, and actually using some concepts that come out of, of marriage counseling and family counseling. They got those people to sit down over the course of a week on a weekend in uh, Lebanon, Ohio, and talk to each other. They did very, very structured conversation and got people from different sides of the political spectrum to talk to each other with an aim to getting them to understand each other better. And it was the purpose is, was not ever and it is not to change anybody's mind about issues to change anybody's mind about their values. It's the purpose of the organization is to change people's minds about each other as fellow Americans. That, my friends, was the voice of Barbara Thomas, State Ambassador for the organization Braver Angels. This week's episode of the Derate the Hate podcast is going to be an interview with Barbara and her husband, Rick, who are both serving as State Ambassadors for BraverAngels.org, working hard to bridge a house divided. This is definitely an episode you're not going to want to miss, so let's cue the music. And episode 48 of the podcast is going to be called Bridging the Divide. And in this episode, I interview Rick Hotchner and Barbara Thomas of the BraverAngels.org grassroots movement. Now, if you're not familiar with BraverAngels.org, you're definitely going to want to listen to this episode because Rick and Barbara are ambassadors in the state of Minnesota for that organization. And that organization is all about building a house united. Barbara Thomas grew up in South Minneapolis and recently retired from a career as a U.S. diplomat. Her husband, Rick Hotchner, is from Northern Virginia and retired in 2018 from the CIA. They have settled in Minneapolis and, dismayed by the polarization in our country after they returned from their time in service overseas, they decided to contribute to efforts to bridge that political divide. As a result, and among different professional and pro bono endeavors, they have recently become ambassadors for an organization called Braver Angels. We're going to get into that interview in just a second, but I first have to ask, what have you done today to make your life a better life? What have you done today to make the world a better place? We did not create the hate, but with your help at the Derate the Hate podcast, we can derate the hate. So with that, let's dive into the interview with Rick and Barbara. Okay, Rick, Barbara, great to see you again. Thank you for uh, joining the Derate the Hate podcast tonight. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks a lot for the invitation. Thanks for having us. Excellent. Well, I'm 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 very glad that we could uh, we could get together again, and I'm looking forward to, and I know my listeners will be looking forward to hearing more about the Braver Angels movement. And so, let you know, kind of get into that. What uh, if you could please just tell me as you know, tell me a little bit about your your background as a couple and, and what really led you to the Braver Angels organization. Sure thing. So Barbara and I are, you know, what we would call a mixed marriage politically. Barbara is liberal. I'm conservative. 
But, you know, and this is, it is a reality that we've had to deal with in our marriage. You know, we, we disagree on issues, but um, we also keep that in a, in a box and realize that there's other things to life. And we think very highly of each other. So over the years, we've been watching um, the, the political divide, the polarization in our country grow, you know, and, and not only grow, but grow more intense. We've, we've become increasingly dismayed by that. We are now retired, although young and active, we're, we're now uh, retired government uh, officials. We spent most of our careers overseas. And in recently, when we came back, we were talking about, well, what can we do to draw upon our personal experiences from our marriage and from having friends that, you know, with whom we disagree and our professional um, skills that we leverage during our careers, diplomatic, negotiating, communication skills, interpersonal skills to contribute to trying to bridge the divide. And so we came back with that intent and weren't sure exactly how that would work in practice, if we were going to have to try to kind of break out on our own, or if there were already organizations doing this. And we found uh, Braver Angels back in December. I was watching a podcast uh, with John Wood Jr., who's a national ambassador for, uh, for Braver Angels. And it mentioned, you know, under his name, na- uh, national ambassador, Braver Angels. And I looked it up, and it was exactly what we had in mind. Uh, for doing. And in fact, and in fact the, and we'll talk more about this, but the role of ambassador that we now have uh, for, in Minnesota is exactly what we had in mind as well. Um, so that's how we, how we uh, first found out about it and how we first uh, started to get involved. Thank you, Rick, for that. Is there anything you wanted to add to that, Barbara? Yeah, I, I think one of the things that, that really drew us to this, as, as Rick was saying, was, was our concern about just how how toxic the discussions at home have have gotten uh, in at home I'm talking about in in the states because we were overseas you know just how relationships were getting strained in families and between friends and certainly on a national level it seemed like things were going in a really uh, a, a bad direction and and getting worse and, you know, we had been talking for some time about wanting to do something about it, um, do something constructive to try to mend the social fabric. And after we got back, you know, with the election and the events around January 6th at the Capitol and so on, it was really uh, making plain just how how difficult a situation we are in as a nation, how, you know, this is kind of a point of crisis and we wanted to be part of, of mending that. Well, I'll just yeah. maybe, no, Barbara mentioned January 6th. And, and I, I think that's, you know, for all of us, it's, it's an important milestone because it was an opportunity for us to kind of look over the edge of the cliff. And, and we kind of wonder if that's not the last opportunity we're going to have to do so before things get out of hand. We really believe that the, the grand majority of people in our country are not extreme, but the polarization we have is, is, has driven people to extremes and continues to do so. We really believe uh, that, I mean, even to the point where many of us are starting to see everyone who voted differently from us in extreme terms and everybody who disagrees with us in extreme terms, thinking those people are out to destroy our country. Um, We really need to reverse this trend and Braver Angels gives us a vehicle for doing that by helping people talk and listen to others with whom they disagree giving them the benefit of the doubt and assuming noble intent to, to learn why they believe what they do, to see the humanity in them and, and to find common ground. Right. No, abso- absolutely. I, I think you're exactly right when you say that 
that uh, that the events on January 6th did kind of give everybody a, a sneak preview of what that cliff looks like. And and obviously that's not a cliff that we want to go over because, it, I mean, then you're right. I, I think it was just a, a small portion of extremists. What we don't want to have happen, and I think what we've seen way too much of in recent years is the the most extreme voices are also the loudest voices. So yes, when Rick and I first started conversing online and I heard about the Braver Angels organization, I thought, well, hey, this is definitely something I need to learn more about. And more than that, it's definitely something that our listeners need to hear more about because you guys have listened to the podcast. We're all about bettering the world one attitude at a time because while those extremists are few, and I believe they are few, we as individuals have to get together and stand up and not allow those extremists to have the loudest voices, but all the rest of us to get a bigger voice. And to get that bigger voice, we've got to have bigger numbers. So the first thing, now you guys are you guys are ambassadors for BraverAngels.org now, and that's obviously why, why we're talking today. And, and I see the first thing uh, when I go to the go to the website for BraverAngels.org, the, the first thing that I see is the phrase "building a house united." So, you know, if you can expand on that, expand on that phrase "building a house united." Where did that come from? And more importantly, where did where did the or how did the the BraverAngels.org organization, that grassroots movement, where did that come from? How did that get started? I believe that's a a, a reference to Lincoln. Um, and a, a lot of the f- founding sort of thoughts uh, of Braver Angels come from Abraham Lincoln's messages and the time around the Civil War. And, and there's a number of commentators that have said that we are more divided now than at any time since the Civil War. So the the organization actually started in 2016 after that election, when it, it had been very polarizing. People were very upset on you know all sides as we as we went through, and feelings about the other side were getting more and more heated. And as I said, that's a time when people really started noticing relationships breaking down and the the level of toxicity in how people talked about each other was going up and up and up. So there was a, a group of people who just really felt that based on, on Lincoln's view that, you know, we are not enemies, we must not be enemies. They, they felt that it was important to bring America together and build that house united. So after the election, a, a small group of people brought together a group of reds, you know, people who are lean conservative with a group of blues, people who are or lean liberal, and actually using some concepts that come out of, of marriage counseling and family counseling. They got those people to sit down over the course of a week on a weekend in uh, Lebanon, Ohio, and talk to each other. They did very, very structured conversation and got people from different sides of the political spectrum to talk to each other with an aim to getting them to understand each other better. And it was 
the purpose is, was not ever, and it is not to change anybody's mind about issues, to change anybody's mind about their values. It's the purpose of the organization is to change people's mind about each other as fellow Americans. You know, because we had gotten to the point where we weren't just disagreeing. Disagreeing is not the problem. Even disagreeing intensely is not the problem. It's that we've started to see people with whom we disagree as, you know, we would feel animosity and, and distrust, even contempt about people that have different opinions than we do. So they were wanting to take these sort of, you know, these two Americas that were angry at each other and bring them together and through teaching some communication skills and structured conversations, get them to come to a place of understanding. And that's how Braver Angels was born. And it's, it's grown from there with this aim to build those person-to-person connections, reestablish some basic social trust across the political divides, and, and increase our ability to communicate in a constructive way with each other. Well, can I just um, jump in to reinforce one point that Barbara made? Absolutely, yep. So um, I would just like to re- reinforce that Braver Angels is not asking anybody to change their positions, to change their values. Um, this is about how we how we get along, how we relate to people with whom we disagree. And I, I think this is a really, as a red, uh, in other words, as somebody who is conservative, uh, I think it's a really important point because as we understand from our colleagues in Braver Angels, a lot of Reds have had the impression that Braver Angels is a blue organization trying to change Red minds. And that could not be further from the truth. Again, as a Red, I I, I wanted to find people uh, working in the space and I was excited to find Braver Angels because I think I think the polarization has met, that, we're, that we've been talking about has particularly marginalized red voices in this country. If, if you look at uh, sort of, again, I'm coming from a red point of view here, so Barbara might see this differently. But <laughs> if, you're, if you look at academia right now, if you look at the media, um, you look at other, other pillars of our civil society, the, the polarization, some might call aspects of it cancel culture or deplatforming or what have you, um, is really marginalized red voices in this country. And and that has pushed people to some unfortunate places like we were talking about earlier. And, and to a certain extent, that's because they don't believe the system gives them a voice. And and so the, the point here is to give people an opportunity to be heard and to, and to be understood on their own terms rather than as other people would define them and their motiv- motivations. And it doesn't really matter their point of view. If everybody comes in to, into the, the conversation with that spirit. And, and so I just I want to make that clear because um, some of uh, my fellow Reds apparently feel like, you know, have one uh, perception of, of Braver Angels, which is not accurate. And I, I would like to clarify that for them in case they are interested. Right. And I think, you know, there's a couple of things there that you said that are so very important that I, I think you're right. I think we do need to emphasize. And one of those being the not changing, not looking automatically to change the mind of those who have a differing opinion than you do, because right away we know as as a human being, a lot of people are are very insecure in the sense that if they automatically go into a situation believing that the other person has no intention other than to change your mind, 
their mind automatically closes. So they, they're not hearing anything anymore at that point. So it's very, very important right. that, that, that you bring up that point that it's not about changing minds. It's about changing the behavior when it comes to people whose minds are different than yours. So I think that's a very important exactly. point to make, and that's great. And, and then the other thing that I think is so important is, is that just like you know, Dr. Stephen Covey says in The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, seek first to understand and then be understood. So that plays right into that because right. if, if I go into an interaction with somebody and, and you know, I, I make no bones about it, I, I'm very much on the conservative side of the spectrum as well, but I, I like to think of myself as somebody who is open enough to at least listen to somebody else. And if I automatically think that that person has no interest in saying what I have to hear, or, or if I automatically go into it, to an interaction, and I know that that person has no, no interest in hearing what I have to say, you know, right then, both doors are closed. And any talking that, that goes on at that point, we're just talking past each other, because we both know automatically that neither one, neither, neither me nor them, has any interest in hearing what the other person says. So now we're just talking past each other and we aren't trying to constructively make any ground. And another thing that you guys said that's so important is that toxicity. And, you know, like Rick said, the fact that so many on the, on the red side of the spectrum have felt in, in recent years with again, academia and the media and big tech and, and so many other venues where I talk about people with big voices. So where so many feel like they've been drowned out and don't have a voice anymore, which again, builds that animosity that you were talking about. It, it starts to breed that anger that we see so much of. And th there's no question that there's a lot of anger on both sides. So an organization like Braver Angels that is trying to not change people's minds because there's every, everybody's trying to change somebody else's mind out there. Uh, you know, uh, there, there's plenty of, whether it be talk radio or some, you know, nationally syndicated news organization, that's not really news. It's all commentary. You know, <laughs> there, there's, there's people out there that are trying to change people's minds and there's all kinds of, you can't walk out your door or turn on your radio or, or, or flip on a television without seeing somebody trying to change somebody's mind. So it's very refreshing to have an organization like Braver Angels that is just about the interaction, not about the content so much, but the interaction and bringing the civility back to that interaction. Um, so, if, I, if I could just um, add a point here, we, we, Barbara talked about the, the first Red Blue Workshop, as it's now called, and, and, and that's one of the things that Braver Angels does is workshops, and we can talk about that more later. But uh, on this particular point, Barbara has observed that there's a lot of blues in, in Braver Angels that are there to try to understand reds. And because of that, I, a couple of weeks ago, was asked to engage in a one-on-one -on -one conversation a red blue conversation with a, a blue and who had signed up for that because he wanted to have a, a conversation with a red and try to understand where at least this red, you know, was coming from. Try not to, to generalize too much and to focus on the, the specific reasons why an individual believes what, what he or she does. 
And I engaged in that, that structured conversation over the last two weeks. And it was really a tremendous experience to have somebody, uh, I mean, there were, there were set questions that we both had to answer and we, then we both had to react to each other's answers, but to have somebody sit there and not think about the counterpoints that he was going to make to what I said, but rather to listen to me and to try to understand why I believed what I believed. And it went so well that we've agreed that we're going to, after the, the two-part one-on-one conversation that we've had, we're going to continue. Um, we've already uh, put aside a number of topics that we want to that we want to talk about in the future to try to better understand where each other are coming from. And it was, you know, th- that's the kind of thing that Braver Angels does. Um, so I just thought that was a good example for for your listeners. Well, that is such a fantastic point to make, and th- the whole idea is I, I can't remember I. I I can't remember where I read it, but but a lot of people don't listen to understand; they listen to reply, right. and it's that is one of the biggest problems that we face, especially when we're speaking with somebody with whom we disagree, because they are not listening to understand what you're saying; they're listening. And, and and basically, they're already working on a on a reply in their head at the time that they're listening. So that structure is awesome. And and speaking of structure, that's kind of segues into what is the I guess the social structure. What is the structure itself of BraverAngels.org? And I know you said you know there there's at those meetings or whatever. It seems like there's a lot more more liberals than conservatives. But the the organization itself, the the I don't want to call it a power structure because I don't think there is is really a power structure, so to speak. What is the hierarchy? How does this thing play out when, when it comes to what are the ground rules? Who's who's putting the ground rules together? How do these things transpire uh, when they when they go down these meetings? Well, so th- this is a grassroots movement, but it is national in scope. So there are Braver Angels engagements in all fifty states. There is there is a national level structure. There are state level structures and all the way down to local communities. By design, at every single level, the leadership of Braver Angels is balanced between red and blue. So at the national level, at the state level, down to the community associations that they call alliances. A, a community alliance, it can have one coordinator. But if there are two coordinators, they must be a red-blue pair. You cannot have two reds or two blues running an alliance. In an alliance, they aim to have the membership be roughly balanced between reds and blues. Ideally, it would be evenly balanced, but they try to aim for not more than a 60-40 split between reds and blues. And there are some people who don't identify as either red or blue they you know they might just say other and and that's fine too but so sometimes there are organizations that might have a red leader a blue leader and an other leader but it's just it can't be too far skewed one way or the other the membership the general membership so far does skew blue but that's i think because largely it's spread by word of mouth it's grown up mostly in major cities, and those tend to be blue. Uh, but Braver Angels is actively doing outreach throughout the country to try to get membership that more accurately reflects America and, and all of its diversity of thought and 
life experience and so on. So the local organizations get support. A, a, a local alliance might be in a town. It might be at a university. It might be from a church. It's, it's very flexible whenever there's a group that wants to form an alliance. They can get support from their state coordinators. And the state coordinators work to spread information, to pass communication back and forth with the, with the national level. And then there's, there's some regional um, activities, but um, most of the things tend to happen either at the national level where they do like they've done some national town halls, national debates, which they do uh, online virtually down to community groups that before the pandemic and we hope after the pandemic are meeting face to face and breaking bread together and having conversations and building those bonds and that trust. Okay. And those, those state coordinators that you're referring to, those state coordinators, do they have state coordinators in every state of the union? That's the goal. There are state coordinators here in Minnesota. One of the founders of Braver Angels is actually a professor at the University of Minnesota, and he's been the, the core person in organizing the, and structuring the workshops, which have been so effective. Um, so Braver Angels has actually got a good structure here in Minnesota. Um, not every state has state coordinator at the moment, um, but I'm actually working also in addition to the outreach Rick and I are doing together. I'm working with some of the states who don't yet have state coordinators um, to help get things going, make sure that they have people they can talk to and, and will eventually have state coordinators in every state. And other than the, the events, the, the debates that, uh, that Braver Angels is doing, what other activities do they engage in to actively promote the building of a house united? What, what are the things that the organization is, is actively doing and, and how are they doing it? I mean, do you guys get, you guys don't get any government funding, obviously, but um, how do these things take place and what is it that is done? What kind of outreach is being done in actively to, to build this cohesiveness? Um, great question. So you mentioned we've already talked about um, workshops and, and debates. Again, I, I'm happy to go f- further into some examples there if you'd like. There are also book discussions. For example, back in January, Barbara and I um, participated in a, uh, a book discussion on Ben Sass's book, uh, Them, which was uh, really, again, a, sort of a structured discussion with people being able to go to breakout rooms and so on. So, you know, after uh, Barbara mentioned national town halls, after January 6th, there was a a national town hall that Braver Angels put on the following week. So kind of impromptu, but had almost 5,000 people attend by Zoom. Of course, right now, you know, with the pandemic, we're kind of limited to being able to meet by Zoom, but that will will change in due course. There's a a fair amount of uh, public outreach through the media. You you know, Barbara mentioned uh, Bill Doherty. David Blankenhorn, uh, co-founders. I, I mentioned John Wood Jr. as an example of a national ambassador. More locally, you have um, you know state-level ambassadors like Barbara and myself talking to various you know community groups and associations, writing letters to the editor, things like that. So there's that that kind of outreach as well within Braver Angels. There is an effort to 
keep everybody who is a member nationwide involved with a, a lot of sort of newsletters and emails, podcasts where they talk to, you know, prominent individuals, you know, in the sort of political media and cultural landscape about about these issues. And those are available for for people that are outside of Braver Angels as well. I think if, if I can jump in, I mean, we've we've mentioned a few times, we've mentioned the workshops. And if, if I can just explain a little bit about what that's about, because I think it's really key to how Braver Angels does what it's doing. It's it's both putting forth this, this more positive vision of what our civil discourse can be like, our, our, you know, our discussions as a society and the, the way that we talk about each other, uh, talk about each other and to each other. It's, it, it's both putting forth that more constructive vision, but it's also through the workshops actually teaching people the skills that are needed in order to engage constructively and civilly as citizens. And I mean, this was the thing when we were talking beforehand uh, about wanting to get involved in this kind of work, I had said, I, f- I feel like we as a country have collectively lost the ability to talk with people with whom we disagree. We just don't know how to do it anymore. And the the workshops actually tackle that and give people really concrete skills. They teach listening skills. You mentioned Covey's comment about seek first to understand and then to be understood. And that absolutely fits the model of what they do. That One of the main workshops, and it was the first workshop that Rick and I took together, was called Skills for Bridging the Divide. And in there, they teach just that, how to do active listening, how to make sure that you really understand where the person's coming from, that you're really capturing what they think and what they've just tried to explain to you about their point of view. And then they teach concrete skills for how to express your own ideas in a way that is more likely to get heard um, and more likely to, to continue a respectful conversation rather than to get people's hackles up and the defensiveness going and, and things to start spiraling down. So that's a really key workshop. Another workshop that they do is called Depolarizing Within. And that's helping people look at themselves and their own attitudes. But it also helps when you're with a group of people that are all like-minded and think the same way you do. If someone in that group starts trashing the other side, um, demonizing people on the other side, do you have the skills to jump in and maybe turn that conversation back onto a more constructive footing? You know, right. they, have a, they have another workshop that's on families and politics because families can get really heated over oh, yeah. these issues. So that's a big part of it. And then they give you ex- opportunities to practice the skills that they've taught through these debates and book discussions and so on. One of the things that you just mentioned, I think hits home for a lot of people because I know several people personally who have been uh, abandoned by family members just because of the political divide within their family. And this is the first time in history or in my lifetime uh, where I know now I, I, I wrote something on my personal blog called brother versus brother talking about the divide that led to, and, and, and the way that the, the civil war 
you know, yeah. we always hear and, and we always heard growing up and in school that there was brothers fighting brothers in the Civil War and family members fighting family members. But this is really the first time in my lifetime, and I'm sure you guys can agree, that we've seen family members really shunned from their family for their political opinions. And, and I think it's so important. So these workshops, couple questions here, these workshops, are they available to members only? Do you have to be a member of Braver Angels to get involved in these workshops? And then how have these workshops, with you guys being in a self-declared divided marriage, have these workshops benefited the two of you so far? Are you seeing the progress? Um, so uh, on, on the last point, I would say that while you know this is something, you know, Barbara and I have been married now for um, over 13 years, so... Uh, to a certain extent, in, in taking the family and politics, families and politics workshop, it was less about how we relate to each other. At least I'd like to think maybe Barbara will <laughs> disagree on this point. We can have her say, but um, I think it was maybe more about how we um, might relate better to other people in our in our families. One of the points that was really interesting to me that was made in that workshop, because a lot of the skills are similar to what we learned in bridging the um, political divide workshop, is that, you know, families have all these extra layers of drama uh, and baggage in history that feed into the political differences in unhelpful ways. So it was useful to, to get that insight and then to have the sort of instruction uh, about the different roles that different members of the, the family might play in basically causing conversations to spiral out of control. So, uh, so no, I mean, I think Barbara and I maybe are, we, I would say we talk about politics more now than we did. I mean, to a certain extent for a while there, I think we, we managed this in our relationship by, by not talking about politics. Um, and I think now uh, maybe we have, I mean, first of all, we're talking about braver angels all the time, but we're also, you know, that leads to, to political discussions. And I think we, we probably are both employing some of what we have learned and the spirit in which we're supposed to be having these conversations um, since it's kind of now all, all in the forefront of our mind. And that's that's all to the good. You know, maybe it's uh, something I need to try harder with my children, for example, to, <laughs> to have that same spirit. Um, but sure. um, uh, And to try to, you know, maybe pass some of that along as well, which is another Another thing that we're sort of all asked to do is, you know, recruit, you know, family, friends, neighbors, what have you, um, to, to join the movement. Ultimately, if we're going to get past this, this divide that we have, this polarization that we have, it's going to be up to, to the American people to do it. Nobody's going to come and save us from ourselves. Yeah. And to the other part of your question, well, I would agree, first of all, I would agree with what Rick said, that, that we've had to work hard at this throughout our marriage. And to there's been some tough conversations, but you know we have to hang on to what we know and and uh, respect about each other, and and sometimes that opens doors where you have to question your own thoughts and your own beliefs or your own assumptions. And I think that's one of the things that's been most valuable about our journey to being able to have difficult conversations about politics instead of just deal with it by ignoring it to keep the peace. Mm -hmm. um, being able to have those difficult conversations has really, more than changing our viewpoints, it has had a, a positive effect on 
challenging the assumptions that we make. And, and really, you have to think through things that might just feel clear to you. And then all of a sudden, you run into the wall of somebody you care about seeing it differently. And you have to stop and, and think about where you how you came to that view and, and whether you have your facts straight. So, so that's been positive, challenging, but positive. And a lot of a lot of what um, certainly I wrestled with uh, after the po- families and politics workshop was other members of my family and thinking about how I can be more constructive in those conversations that get difficult rather than falling into my default role in the family, which is what most of us do. You also asked at the beginning of the question about, you know, do you have to be a member and so on? So uh, it, First of all, I'll say that being a member is really easy. You can go to braverangels.org. You can click on the join button. It costs $12 for a year to join Braver Angels. And that money supports all of this work that Braver Angels is trying to do to hold America together. If you're in a position to donate more, great, but it only costs $12 to become a member. But you don't have to be a member to take a workshop. And I, a lot of people participate in an event and they might take part in one of the workshops and see the value of it and then decide to join. So there's, there's options there. Very nice. And then as a member, cause I, I know a lot of people get, you know, get sketchy about signing up for things because now all of a sudden, now that they're a member, uh, they have a certain responsibility, whereas some people may just want to become a, a member to, to get more, more information to learn. And I, I think that's really about what the organization is about is, is right. learning, obviously. Now, as a member, is there going to be things that they're going to be required to do? Or does it give them access to anything special? Or what is involved with the membership in Braver Angels? And then for people who do want to become more engaged, like yourselves, uh, becoming state ambassadors for the organization. How does that work out and, and what's involved there? Well, I'll take the first part of that. It, it, the simple answer is is no, there's no requirements on you. The, the $12 um, supports the work of the organization. You are in a position, if you are a member, to join a local alliance. The, the local uh, alliance's the requirements for joining a local alliance are that you are a member and that you have taken one of the workshops or one of the other events so that you understand the ethic and the approach of the organization. So after those two things, you've signed up, paid the $12 dues, taken a workshop, so you get the approach of the organization, then you are in a position to join one of the local alliances and join in your community and keep conversations going about things that matter in your community and trying to build that social trust across political differences. You are in a, you know, you're, you have access to the full range. People that haven't become members have access to all of the podcasts and so on um, that, that are online. Members also get information in the emails and things, but the vast majority of people who are members are only there to to learn, like you said, to participate in events that are interesting to them. And that's it. That's what they do. And they hopefully will spread the word to other people and say, hey, have you heard about what's going on there? But there's no requirement to do anything more, to be part of anything more. 
a lot of people come into contact with it. They're excited about it and they want to do more. And given that we're a completely volunteer run organization, there's a lot of things that they can do. Yeah. So picking up off that, that point, I mean, I, I will just um, add one thing to what Barbara said, which is that if you're a member, you're going to, and I alluded to this before, you're going to have a lot of information pushed to you. Whereas if you're not a member, you need to go to the website to find it, or you need to go to YouTube to find it or, or what have you. But, you know, basically there is a lot of information pushed to sort of reinforce the, the spirit um, and the mission of, of Braver Angels and to, and to educate people on different issues. And again, not with a view to um, changing anybody's mind, but with a view to facilitating understanding. You know, one of the things we haven't talked about is is the debates. These are structured debates that are that are structured in a way that the people participating, attending, come out of it better informed. But nobody's nobody wins. You just come out of it better informed about the issues un, under discussion. In terms of of how people can get involved, we already talked about ambassadors. All these different kinds of events that we're talking about need organizers. They need moderators. They need, right now in this period of history, they need Zoom facilitation managers. Is that what it is? Yep. You know, they, 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 they need various people to make those things happen. And there's whole teams of, of people that do that. And I think that might be the most critical way that people can get involved right now. Um, they can join an alliance. They can start an alliance in their own community. Yeah. You know, they can write letters to the editor. They could be, again, you know, we're kind of officially representing Braver Angels as, as ambassadors doing outreach, but everybody in Braver Angels hopefully is talking about it and spreading the word. So there's lots of different ways to to get involved, big and small. Some people are state coordinators. Some people are have volunteered to um, get involved at a national level in, in various ways like Barbara has. So there's lots of ways, big and small. And one of the things that happens when you, uh, like, so for us, we started off just by attending events and you know, workshops, books, book discussion, and so on, just to get a feel for the organization. Maybe we needed some of the skills that, that were taught. Maybe we didn't. I, I won't say any more. But, um, uh, but the point was to get a good sense of the organization before what we thought was going to happen happened, which is that we would start to go out and, and represent the organization. Back in January, when the Minnesota State Alliance had their, their last meeting, at the end of that, there was sort of a call for volunteers. And a sort of a checklist, an online checklist that please mark the boxes of, of things you might be interested in doing and people will reach out to you. And sure enough, in the ensuing couple of weeks, for every box that we checked of something we might like to do, we heard from somebody. So so that's sort of first get involved. If you're, you become a member, start doing some events. And if you're interested in, in doing more uh, in volunteering, uh, getting involved, then then there's sort of a there, there will be opportunities for you to to weigh in in that regard. And if there isn't any opportunity, you can always shoot an email to the state coordinators in your state, and and they'll be able to point you in the right direction. All right. Well, I, well, I will say this, and then we'll you know we'll kind of wrap up. But I, I will say the the mission of Braver Angels, from everything I've seen and and heard from you guys uh, at this point, the, the mission couldn't be more important in our country today. I think as a citizens movement, as a grassroots movement, like I said, I, I, I'm very much on the conservative side, but the Derate the Hate podcast is is literally all about getting people to get along better. And just like I believe the Derate the Hate podcast is very important, the mission of Braver Angels is so incredibly important. And the fact that it's as structured as it is and the way that they're they're putting things together, like I've said before uh, or earlier, 
those loudest voices seem to be the most extreme from both sides. And until the middle, which I believe is far larger, and, and I don't mean the middle politically, I mean the middle, I mean the people outside the extreme on both ends, all those people that are in the middle, most of which just want to be left alone. You know, I've talked about that in previous podcasts. All those people in the middle that that have up to this point just wanted to be left alone, they're going to have to get involved in some way because otherwise we're just going to continue to see those fringes on the outside edges of extremism get louder and louder and louder and cause more problems. Uh, and we'll see the kind of lunacy that we saw on January 6th. So with the mission of Braver Angels and ambassadors like yourselves getting out there and actively getting involved and getting on podcasts, writing letters to the editor and, and putting out putting out the material that you guys put out, I, I think the mission is incredibly important. And I personally want to thank uh, both of you for what you're doing because it's, it just couldn't be more important, especially this is the time. Now is the time in this country for organizations like Braver Angels to really save us from ourselves. Because I, I've always believed uh, over the course of my life, it wasn't an outside entity. It wasn't some other country that was going to take down the United States. It was only going to be the people. The people built the United States. And the people will also be the ones that have to save the United States. I, I, I'm also a believer that, that it took divine providence to build the United States. And, and it will probably take a, good, a fair amount of divine providence to save the United States. But again, braver angels. Angels are divine, right? So, as, it, Wilk, as my mother always said, God helps those who help themselves. That so is absolutely correct. providence is involved, it's going to be working through us. Yep. No, that's... That's absolutely right. Every everything, not to make it a, a religious discussion, but everything we do has something to do with God, and uh, I, I think He plays a big hand in in keeping this uh, country going. I believe He's playing a big hand in, in the movement, uh, Braver Angels, and you guys are doing great work, and and uh, very much appreciative of the work that you're doing. And and all I can say is keep it up. Thank you. Thank you. And and I, I just want to say the same about the work that you're doing. I mean, the, the spirit that um, motivated you to start and continue this this podcast that you're doing is is exactly the same spirit that motivated us to get involved. And and I think there's a real hunger in this country for a different vision, a more positive vision of what we can be as as a country. And I think a lot of those people just don't know how to get involved. But listening to things like your podcast that that put forth a different vision, Braver Angels, that is helping people find a different path forward, I think we can work together to hold this country together and, and build a, a stronger, more positive future. I think you're absolutely right. So to wrap up this interview, is is there anything else that, that you, Rick and Barbara, want to share with the listeners? Uh, any events coming up? Uh, I know this, this episode will be airing March 17th that this, this will originally air. Obviously, the movement's not going away. It's, getting, it's doing nothing but getting stronger. But uh, is there any uh, events coming up that you'd like people to be aware of? Uh, talk about the website. 
And is there any other contact information other than the website that you'd like to put out? Well, um, we have already mentioned the the main national level website is braverangels.org. For your listeners who are in Minnesota, there's braverangels.org slash Minnesota, which will bring you to some things that are specifically going on here. If you're listening from another state and you're interested in getting involved. Or even overseas. Or even overseas. Fair enough. You can get contact information for state coordinators by going to the national website, the braverangels.org website. Under the Our Story tab near the top in the middle, there's a there's a drop down and the bottom thing in that list is state coordinators. It'll take you to a map with the contact information uh, for who to contact for your area. In terms of events coming up for again, for your Minnesota listeners, there is a Minnesota wide alliance meeting. That's that's a that's a more that's a bigger umbrella than the local alliances we were talking about. That's on April twentieth. So that information should be in the in the Minnesota website. On the national website, you can go to events, and there's things, there's workshops, discussions, debates all over the country. And because everything's on Zoom right now, you can jump into a debate that's going on in Nevada or or Massachusetts. It doesn't matter. So you get to experience the different offerings uh, no matter where you are. So there's a lot going on and it's all listed on the, on the website. Very nice. Well, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate you joining me for the D-Rate Day podcast. I, like I said, the mission is so important and what you guys are, are doing for our country is so important. I personally want to thank you. Uh, I'm sure... I'm sure any anybody with a, a level head and an open mind can appreciate what's going on. And braverangels.org is doing some great work. And uh, I would just thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for what you do. And thanks for the opportunity to be here, Will. Well, there you have it, friend. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Rick and Barbara as much as I enjoyed my time sitting down with them. There will be links to the braverangels.org site, both national and Minnesota, in our show notes as well as contact information for Rick and Barbara if you wanted to reach out to them. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this week's episode. I do want to say, when you get out there, be kind to one another, be grateful for everything that you've got, and remember, it's up to you to make each and every day the day that you want it to be. Please check us out on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your audio. Leave us a review. Hit subscribe. Subscribing does wonders for what we're trying to do here. So Subscribe to the podcast, share us with your friends, share us on social media. We do have pages on most social media platforms. So you can also email me directly, wilk at wilksworld.com. So with that, I'm going to back on out of here. We'll catch you next week.